0: I'm hearing neighbor, it's neighbor.
1: That's what I said, neighbor. Neighbor. Neighbor.
0: Hey, let's go again.
1: Like a good neighbor. <laughs>
2: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Patrano. here's Greg Matzik. Hey,
1: everybody. Greg Matzik, Mike Spalding with you. It's 7-Eleven on Wisconsin's Morning News. Greg Hill producing the program. Debbie's got a look at the roads. Adam Roberts watching the newsroom. Well, if you got celebrity involvement on your Super Bowl commercial bingo card, congrats. You had a heck of a day. Nice ride. It's the real deal. 100% electric. It's The real deal. Yeah. Yeah, from Christopher Walken to Jennifer Aniston, even the late Carl Weathers, did you see that? He appeared in a commercial. Celebrities played a starring role or a cameo. Boy, it seemed like nearly every commercial, every commercial had some sort of celebrity involvement.
2: Love that chicken from Popeye.
1: Yeah, from uh, Hellman's mayonnaise to Popeye's chicken, upwards of $7 million per 30-second spot, Mike. Double that for a 60 Fourteen mil, roughly. But, all right, but you had some commercials that extended beyond a sixty, which we'll get to in a second. And if you think the number is shocking, just think about the amount of money that was spent on celebrities—celebrities celebrities who got paid big time to appear in commercials. Uh, Flat on the track.
2: What up, Bronx? For your consideration, here comes the Boston Massacre. The Donkeys. Touchdown, Tommy, on them keys coach, Got it. I'm open. And needs no interaction, my partner.
1: Sometimes it's really hard to be your friend. You said you were gonna support me? Just kidding. So Ben Affleck was back on the Duncan drive-thru commercial, the Duncan King, so Matt Damon was with him. So was J Lo. So was Tom Brady. How do you like them donuts? I'm so sorry.
2: You had to see it, but I forgive you.
3: We talked about this. Tom, you can stay.
2: You remember when I told you I'd do anything for you? This is anything. Chill. They name it a drink after us.
1: Yeah, Affleck returned with his buddies. Uh, The majority of bigger stars are usually getting that one to three million dollar range for Super Bowl commercials. Affleck got ten million last year for his Dunkin' spot, and it was like the best day after in history for Dunkin' Donuts. It's not even Dunkin' Donuts anymore, so you can only imagine he got paid a healthy penny this year. But then Matt Damon was there, J Lo, Tom Brady. Like that's maybe the most expensive commercial yesterday. I think Tom Brady was in like seven commercials
0: yesterday. He was like at every commercial break, it seemed like there was going to be some Tom Brady
1: spot. So good for him still getting into the Super Bowl, even if it's not on the field anymore. He was in quite a few. So was Dan Marino for some reason. A, a double dose of Dan Marino. That seemed a little bit odd. I did not expect to see Danny DeVito, but this was my favorite. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Cut. Hey, Arnold, I'm hearing neighbor. It's neighbor.
1: That's what I said, neighbor. 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 Hey, let's go get. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cut. Neighbor.
0: Still no. Neighbor. A little bit more concealer. Hey Arnold, it's got a bit of a script change.
3: Script change. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Agent State Farm.
2: Like, like a, a good, good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: Yeah, cue Danny DeVito to save the day there for uh, for Arnold Schwarzenegger. But the State Farm commercial, that was more, that was like a minute and a half. That was like a movie trailer, and that was the intention. So they paid a lot of money for their spot. Uh, some hits and some misses, which we'll get into coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. But overall, uh, pretty entertaining game, pretty good round of commercials, a lot of celebrity involvement. As for that game, Greg Hill's got the details of a walk-off winner after this.
0: Hey there, Eric Bilstad for Tri-County Contracting. Yes, I know it's the winter time, but the time is now to be thinking about next spring and your roof. Don't forget, Tri-County Contracting has the worry-free roof tune-up. You can schedule it now. Get it on the books. Make sure your roof is good to go next spring. Tri-County Contracting, WI.com is the website, or call 262-679-6100. Tri-County Contracting, WI.com. That's Tri-County Contracting, WI.com.
3: Thrifters can spot great deals from a mile away. And here, the term great deal is an understatement. The lowest prices on men's, women's, and children's clothing. Toys, furniture, housewares, jewelry, and accessories. Bikes, books, games, and more. And every time you're here, you'll find something new. So if you're thrifty, you'll find this place is pretty nifty. Saint Vincent St. Vincent de Paul Thrift Stores. Highway 100 in Layton in Greenfield. And 23rd in Lincoln in Milwaukee. You're gonna love it, St. Vincent Paul.
0: Get started with your no-hassle refi checkup by clicking
1: on the blue button at Acunet.com.
3: All right, so we've all been there in the backyard, but clock counting down under the lights, it's overtime, you have the ball, except for Patrick Mahomes. it's real life. Play action, fake,
2: right side, draw,
3: touchdown! Kansas City, McCole
2: Hardman, McCole Hardman with the catch on the right side! A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. The Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class. And
3: the dynasty begins. That call courtesy of 106.5 The Wolf in Kansas City. Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champs. That's Mahomes' third title as quarterback of the Chiefs. This game had everything. Celebrities, showmanship, neon lights, a fan streaking on the field, a game in overtime for just the second time ever in Super Bowl history, players and coaches yelling at each other on the sidelines. Oh, man, what didn't? Have one of those conflicts, of course, happening between head coach Andy Reid and Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey in the second quarter. Reid, when he asked about a post game, <laughs> yeah, he caught
0: me off balance. I wasn't watching. He, cheap shot, but that's all right. He did good.
3: And for the record, that inter- that conflict was before Travis Kelsey's supposed emotional halftime speech, which again just adds to the lore of the Super Bowl. The Chiefs Super Bowl Fifty Eight champs, twenty five to twenty two, the final in overtime. We go to the hardwood. Bucks feeling good after a thirty six point spanking of the Charlotte Hornets on Friday night. Head coach Doc Rivers says all it takes is one good win, and the rest comes with it. You know, it like I said after the game, now you proved. You can do it, we just gotta keep working on it. You know? So, it's a good win for us. Good win, and a weekend off means the Bucs are poised for success against the Denver Nuggets as they host Nikola Jokic tonight at Pfizer Forum. Our coverage starts with Bucks shoot around at 6. Let's go back to the gridiron for a second. The recruiting never stops for a college program, and that isn't necessarily just limited to players. The, college, or the coaching recruitment is on now, too. Former Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Vrabel, he was fired earlier this season. He was poised to get another head coaching gig. But it never happened. He was never hired anywhere. Vrabel and UW Badgers head coach, however, they look fickle. They have a connection. They both played for Ohio State. They were teammates in the 90s. And you may have read about Vrabel. One of the reasons he wasn't hired as a head coach, supposedly, was because he's too intimidating of a dude. Luke Fickle on ESPN's Wisconsin's Wildey and Taos last week. I'm guessing
2: because you're a good enough buddy with him, did you just call him and say, "Hey, tone down all that masculinity"? Or have you had any conversations <laughs> with him about how that all shook out? I, no, I'm not sure how you got your job now, Taush. I mean, I didn't realize that <laughs> that's you true. guys like you and him were that intimidating. That I, I see why you didn't go into the NFL now. So
3: Fickle did talk about Vrabel coming to campus. We're going to have some a visitor here that's going to you know spend a little bit of time, hopefully, around us.
2: Um, you know, starting you know coming in the spring and some things like that. See how how much uh, how deep we can get involved with you know my buddy and and getting him around here, but I, I might have to be calling upon you, Tao. So
3: a little vague, but keep your eyes open on this story. Vrabel could be heading to UW this spring.
1: All right. So one of the main discussion points from yesterday's game. So the game goes to overtime, right? Overtime coin toss. Initially, you're thinking, okay, you win the toss, you take the ball. Well, that's exactly what happened. The 49ers won the coin toss. They took the ball. Well, that decision's being criticized today, with hindsight being 2020, of course. Here's Kyle Shanahan, 49ers head coach. He was asked the question.
3: Uh, It's just something we talked about with. You know, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. The um, both teams matched and scored. We wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least a field goal. And if, if we did, then we thought it was in our hands after that.
1: Interesting comment. He said we wanted the ball third, not first. So in the Super Bowl, each team gets a full possession, regardless of what happens on the first possession. It's not a sudden death sort of deal. So keyword here is full. Did you notice the clock when Kansas City was snapping the ball? It was like six seconds left on their game-winning touchdown. The clock was running. They had one timeout, but like, what are you doing? Right? Well, they snapped the ball. They get the game-winning touchdown. But since both teams get a full possession by rule, the clock could have run out, and the Chiefs would have been allowed to finish their possession and it would have been the start of the second overtime period. So the clock running out, really, no What's big deal. What's the point
2: of having a clock then for that overtime? It, it's a great
0: question, Debbie. Part of me, I was watching the Super Bowl with with two states of mind. One, knowing my alarm was going to go off at 3.30 in the morning to get here. I wanted the game to be over as soon as possible. The second part of me, though, I kind of wanted the second overtime. Like, when else are we ever going to get an opportunity for a second overtime you're already up kind of late. You might as well see history be made. I was hoping that they'd let those six seconds tick off.
1: It, it was wild. My, my wife and I were looking at it, and I was like, wait, I need to refresh myself on overtime rules because Jim Nance and Tony Romo did not do a good job explaining it, and some were wondering if Kyle Shanahan even knew the rules going into the overtime period. That's where we stand. But it is different than the regular season. Much, much different. Seven twenty-one on WTMJ. Well, kids are getting up here. Alarm clock's going off. Everybody off to school here on a Monday morning. So last summer, more than half of school bus contractors were facing shortages, anywhere from six to 15% in the state of Wisconsin. It's kind of a nationwide deal, according to the Wisconsin School Bus Association. And I don't know if you pay attention to this kind of stuff, but I guess I do because I get my girls down to the bus stop almost every day in the morning. And a couple of weeks ago, it was not the usual driver. In front it was a it was a friend of my daughter's father who was driving the bus. We kind of like, Hey man, like, what are you doing? He's like, they need help. And he had some time off coming up and he decided to hop in and help out wherever he could. But that is a thing. They're asking parents or asking anybody school bus contractors to help out with their school systems. In one case last year, the principal of my daughter's school was driving a bus, getting his license, trying to help out. So uh, the, the pay is decent, anywhere from 20 to $25 an hour, it would appear, but there is a real school bus shortage of drivers. Can you imagine getting on the school bus? The the door swings open, you're excited to see your friends on a Monday, and it's the principal of the school that's yeah, sitting really. right there. Yeah, I, you know, districts are just are fighting to get by, and, and you know, where, where our girls go to school in the Sussex-Hamilton district, there is busing available for every student, kindergarten through 12th grade. Just think about that. Kindergarten through 12th grade. You've got morning kindergarten. You've got afternoon 4K. In fact, it's 4K through 12th grade. So it, you've got all different times. You've got half days. You've got the noon drop off. And then you've got the early pickup at the middle school. Like, it's, it's sort of an all-day kind of thing. Um, so it's not unique to the Sussex area. In fact, it's a big deal nationwide. 18% drop in licensed school bus drivers across the state since 2007. Something to pay attention to. Help your district out if you are able to do so. The walk-off winner in Las Vegas. The Bucks take on the defending champs in a Baker's Dozen plus one for the Milwaukee Admirals. Greg Hill with a look at sports at 745.
0: And Greg Hill, do you have Valentine's Day plans? Um, kind of. It's Wednesday, by the way. Oh, then no. Greg Matzik, Valentine's Day plans? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, if you don't, or if... Neither of you sound very confident. It's still being solidified. Okay, still being solidified. Well, if that doesn't come to fruition or you uh, end up with a little bit of heartbreak ahead of the big day. On Wednesday, there is a Chinese food chain that has a little something for you. TF
3: Chang's is offering complimentary dumplings to anyone who's recently been given the boot. Kick to the curb, left broken and dumped this Valentine's Day. Right now, he's probably so dancing with a beach blonde tramp, and she's probably getting thirsty. The full details are on their webpage, but basically, you gotta text them and describe the nature of the breakup, plus send some screenshots to really show what a jerk your X was you have until february 21st which just so happens to be national breakup day stacy
2: lynn cbs news
0: would you ever text a restaurant chain <laughs>
1: your breakup story <laughs> uh no but hey a free dumpling is a free dumpling it, it's kind of like the uh you don't some of the humane societies offer you the opportunity to put uh the, the name of your ex in the bottom of a kitty litter box too yes, yes. i think that's what <laughs> Doesn't it is that happen? When it's like i don't know it's kind of a fundraising effort if you do it that way
0: yeah i like that I you know something tells me that pf Chang's is probably going to use the text that they get you have to probably say yeah it's okay if you use these in some sort of online advertisement. That's my guess is what's going on. You'd want a
1: spicy dumpling there, though, wouldn't you? Yeah. I think that makes most sense, don't you? Depends if your breakup is spicy. Yeah, man. A little ponzu sauce. New sponsor by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talk here at Saturdays at 10 on WTMJ. Sports coming up in a moment. Another look at the roads as well. Tausch at 751. So, before Sunday's big game, another national title was earned by a Wisconsin high school. So, big shout out to Greendale High School. They won over the weekend the national championship in the Game Day Live division of the National High School Cheerleading Championships. This is a big deal, but going on for about 40 years. And it took place at the ESPN Wide World of Sports. In Walt Disney World.
2: Second place,
1: silver medallion it is
2: Independence High School. Which means your national champion.
1: Yeah, if you hear them there, Greendale High School. More than three dozen band members, about 24 cheerleaders or so, combined to make up the team. Included in the group, as part of the winning team in the game uh, uh, game day live division, was one Olivia Vitrano. Right. Yeah, leave it to dad to put a microphone in her face after the big win. Everyone was just so excited. I don't think I've ever yelled that loud loud in in my entire life. Like, all the stunts hit, and I was just like, oh, my God, like, we could do this. And then we all just, like, started crying. Like, we were so excited, like, so antsy, like, could not sit still. Like, it was so exciting. Greendale finished second last year. This year, they dethroned last year's champions. It's the most prestigious high school national championship of its kind in the country. Good stuff for Greendale High School. Very proud moment for Vince Vetrano, who is uh, still in Florida, and will be back on the show here on Thursday. Happy to sit in for Vinny. He'll join us tomorrow. 7.45 on WTMJ.
3: Yeah, the biggest stage in football. It's the Super Bowl. It's overtime for the second time ever, and Patrick Mahomes has the ball. Play action, fake. Right side, throw, touchdown! Kansas City, McCall Hardman, McCall Hardman
2: with the catch on the right side. Three-yard touchdown
3: pass in overtime. The Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class. And the dynasty begins 106-5. The Wolf in Kansas City with that call. The Chiefs' back-to-back Super Bowl champs. That's Mahomes' third title, by the way, as quarterback of the Chiefs. This game had everything. Celebrities, showmanship, neon lights, a fan running on the field, overtime, players and coaches yelling at each other on the sidelines, that's, of course, what happened between Andy, head coach Andy Reid, that is, and Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey in the second quarter when Andy Reid was asked about a post game.
0: Yeah, he caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. He a cheap shot, but that's all right. He did good.
3: Yeah, it's good to laugh it off now. Didn't look too funny in the moment, but that was before the inspirational Travis Kelsey halftime speech, which eventually won, in part. The Chiefs, their Super Bowl. On the hardwood, the Bucs should, should feel good coming off a 36-point route of the Charlotte Hornets on Friday night. Doc Rivers says all it takes is one good win, and they will still stack up. You know, like I said after the game, now you proved you can do it. We just got to keep working on it, you know? so it's a good win for us. Yeah, nice weekend off for the Bucks. They look to start the work week with the rest of us, but they have to wait till 6 tonight as they host the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic. Bucks shoot-around will get us started.
1: Admirals have won 14 straight. They had victories on Friday and Saturday. 14 straight wins for the Admirals. And how about this? So we got all sorts of different calls here. The final play of the Super Bowl. Kevin Harlan had a great call for Westwood 1. Jim Nance, I liked his jackpot Kansas City call, and then Tony Rono ruined it after that. Uh, but how about the- Spanish TV Call. Es increíble, eh? Vamos a seguir jugando. Aquí puede estar el Super Bowl, señoras y señores. Primera in goal. First and goal.
2: Acá está Pep Hobbes. El movimiento.
1: Love how they just you know kind of work in the English name right and they sound very English-speaking when they work in the proper names and they kind of go back to their native dialect is
2: Patrick Kansas City' campeon-
1: there's a lot going on in there. What's the day after a Super Bowl victory like? I've never lived that as part of my life on this earth, but Mark Tauscher has. He joins us after this at 7.49 on WTMJ. <laughs> Idea man.
2: When did this start becoming a thing? Because I can't imagine back when the Lombardi Packers were playing, anybody gave two rips about <laughs> commercials.
1: Innovator.
0: Which ultra-famous supermodel sexually
2: drank from a Pepsi can back in 1990? My girl. That's my girl, Cindy. And Packers Hall of Famer. I don't think anybody uh, of a certain age has any problems figuring that one out. <laughs> it's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning
1: News. Presented by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Debbie's Traffic, sponsored by Sendex Food Market, your trusted local grocer since 1926. Tosh, I could have you for like an hour today. I don't even know where to start. But I, I want to start with this. Were you very keenly aware of the NFL's Super Bowl overtime rules as compared to the regular season?
2: I, I was not. But once the, kind of the thing popped up on the screen, I do remember that they changed that rule. And obviously you know, it has not happened yet. That was the first time that both teams are going to get the ball regardless. So I, I, I remember that they changed the rule, and I think it was probably, maybe it was after that New England-Atlanta uh, Super Bowl, but it, it has not happened up to that point. And I thought it was a really, really interesting uh, operation last night because everybody I'm sitting with was looking at it and saying, hey, this is basically it's college football's overtime, where you get the ball. Obviously, you don't start there, but – Going second was a no-brainer, and when the 49ers won the toss and were excited and took the ball, we were all looking at it and thinking, that doesn't make any sense. And I don't know if that was the difference in the game, but you always are going to go second whenever this scenario plays out. I would bet that there will not be another team that does what San Francisco did last night.
1: Yeah, Kyle Shanahan's getting blasted here. People are calling him a choke artist now. He's lost three Super Bowls. Try, he's had a double-digit lead in each one of them. Is that fair or unfair that Kyle Shanahan is a big choke artist in the biggest game?
2: Yeah, I think it's unfair. Uh, obviously, the Atlanta Super Bowl, he was the offensive coordinator, and that, you could say, was, was a choke job because all you really needed to do there was run the football, kick a field goal, and you're going to win the game. Uh, It's always easier from over here. But as far as last night, I I think, obviously, I feel like he made a mistake. I don't know what the analytics community says. I don't know how everyone else is going to view that. But I think you have to tip the cap to Pat Mahomes and what he was able to do in both of those Super Bowl wins against Kyle because he just continues to – he stays calm. He does what is needed from him for his team. And I don't think last night – I can't – obviously, the special teams blunder That happened. McCaffrey put one on the ground, but they also, Patrick Mahomes also made a mistake, and they had opportunities to win that game. I don't look at last night's game at all, outside of the decision to take the ball and not go second. I don't know what other decisions last night I'd look at from Kyle Shannon and say, boy, he just was completely out-coached.
0: You know, Tosh, I think at some point you just kind of got to give it up to the the guys out there who make plays and and win the game, and it just felt at the party we were watching at last and it just felt sort of inevitable once the Niners had to settle for that field goal that Patrick Mahomes is going to get the ball back with a chance to win. It just felt like, of course, they're going to win.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think uh, with, uh, with a guy like Mahomes now, especially because he's now 1-3 and he has been the best player in football for a while, I think there is that same quality that you have with Tom Brady and, Michael Jordan, some of the best that have ever done it. And I'm not putting Mahomes there yet, but he's he's definitely knocking. You know that when they get the ball back. And the thing is, you know, and the team knows and the other team knows. That's when you go to that next level of greatness. And I think Patrick Mahomes is there. Last night was just another example of him understanding what was needed and going out and delivering when the money was on the table. And not very many people can do that. It's consistently in the big moments that Patrick Mahomes has been able
1: to All right, so, so the party in Vegas is still going, Tausch. Uh, back in the Super Bowl in Dallas, which Green Bay, of course, won a little over a decade ago, when did your head finally hit the pillow that night or the next morning?
2: Yeah, you know That was one where we had, I think, a breakfast, and then the buses left for the airport at, I think, 9. And I would say of the you know, 70-some players and families, I would bet the average go-to-bed time was probably about 4.30 or 5.00. Some guys just rolled all the way through, so that averages out some of the people that went to bet. But you don't get back, and there's so much adrenaline and everything else that I think everybody is so euphoric. I would bet, uh, you know, for most of us, if I had to put a median time, I'd say 4.30, 5 o'clock-ish in the morning.
0: It tells you we were watching all the morning shows today, and I couldn't help but notice. It, it's 6, I think it was 6.18 a.m., you saw the shiny bright face of Nicole Hardeman on CNN. How does that work out? Greg and I were asking, like, are, are producers just kind of throwing the net out there and seeing who answers? Does the team vote on which guy has to kind of be the sacrificial lamb and go on TV five hours after the Super Bowl uh, just wrapped up?
2: So I think obviously like, like we know doing this, you, you have relationships that you have and if so, a producer from CNN maybe when he was with the Jets knows but I think a lot of times you just go through the, the team and there's you know, most of the time, guys don't really want to go do this stuff. But when you win and can kind of sit up and strut your feathers and everything else, uh, you're open and available because at this point, you can do no wrong. Uh, Nicole Hartman caught the game-winning touchdown. And I'm sure he's pretty excited to be out there uh, celebrating that. So even though it's a 6 a.m. Uh, hit on CNN, you you have a lot easier time booking people after they win a Super Bowl.
1: Pretty good stuff yesterday, a walk-off win in the Super Bowl. No better way to do it, but a win is a win, no doubt about that. Tausch knows what's what that all about. Appreciate it, pal. We'll talk to you soon.
2: You got it, guys.